listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, welcome back. Hey, Mike. It is Super Bowl week. Do you know that? I had heard something about it, yes. Yeah. You know, we just finished watching the Pro Bowl, um, the flag football game, all the different skills competitions. I actually enjoyed it, like the tug of war. I mean, NFC dominated in that, unfortunately. But Justin Tucker playing tic-tac-toe and winning, it was it was fun. I enjoyed Pro Bowl weekend. I did not involve myself in any Pro Bowl. I didn't expect you to, to be honest. <laughs> Even though we all know I'm such a festive individual. Um, I did not. I did enjoy the Senior Bowl, though. Uh, that was fun. A little bit of a low-scoring affair, but um, fun nonetheless. I enjoyed that. I think I actually enjoyed the Shrine Bowl a little bit more. Shrine Bowl was fun. For sure. I'll tell you uh, who looked good. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Talia Tonga Viola. Did I say his name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He looked pretty good. He did look good, man. He looked like an NFL quarterback out there in the Shrine Bowl. He certainly did. And I I don't think he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but I think he's going to be a really – I would say he'd be a high-end backup for a team. He's got the mm-hmm. uh, the bloodlines. It would be funny if he went to Miami and he was his brother's backup, right? It could happen. Except for don't they should get like a lefty back there? He's he's a righty, just like mm-hmm. Tua is technically a righty, but his tr- dad trained him to be a lefty. Didn't train his younger brother to be a lefty as well. So whatever that means, it's odd. It is odd. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you start working on Cora. Yeah. Um... She can be uh no, you know what? She just wants she told me she wants to be a fairy. So she goes, I don't know how to train anyone for that. She's five. So, uh, I don't know how to value that. But what I do know is how to value players in a one quarterback league. So today we're diving into a dynasty player price check, and this is for your 2024 dynasty fantasy football leagues. One quarterback. Hey, we don't league shame here. Don't league shame one quarterback. Don't hate. Still out there. I'm in a I'm in a couple. Nate, are you in a few one quarterback leagues? I'm in a couple of one quarterbacks. I enjoy the one quarterbacks. I'm you know, so many of my leagues are super flex at this point and tight end premium that the, the one quarterback leagues, I have like two or three of them. I can't remember exactly. And I enjoy the difference that happens in that league. Yeah, me too. It's just it kind of changes how you view everything because you're so yeah. used to the super flex value. Um, so I, I like doing this, and this is a good exercise for us to do. Um, so let's start with our first player here. <clears throat> Forgive me. Nate, player one, Tennessee Titans running back Tajay Spears. There's been a lot of buzz around him, his yeah. given cost. And, you know, we didn't – this is just Bob coming up with the cost. He tries to be as accurate as he can. So does a lot of market research. Yes, so don't hate on the values. Okay, this is – Bob, yeah. keep trade cut, Van Duzer. <laughs> Um, but the cost that we came up with was the 2024 111. So it looks like you and I are both saying that we feel that this is fair value, Nate. Yeah, I think it, in a one quarterback league, you know, you can pick up a running back at the 111 this year. Um, you might be able to pick up a Jonathan Brooks, and it, that straight up, I might lead Brooks, but most other running backs, I'm going to lean Spears here. I think this is a fair deal. I think it actually might even be lower than what the cost should be, especially in one quarterback, because I might be willing to pay up to like the one nine for Tajay Spears, who I do think has a lot of viability next year in fantasy football because of his receiving upside. 
He had 52 receptions, 385 yards, and only one touchdown last year, which equaled 96 and a half fantasy points. That would have that's the how many fantasy points Kenneth Gainwell scored and Rico Dottle scored this year. That's just his receiving work. He had 100 carries on top of that in 2023. I think that could probably double. Um, James Cook, who we saw do quite well for the Bills this year, uh, you know, in his rookie season, he only had 89 rushes. This year, he had 237 rushes. So I think there's there's not a big jump for Ty J. Spears to go from 100 to 200 as the starting running back for that team, possibly even more. So you put 200 carries on top of, at minimum, you would think that receiving production because that was his rookie year production. It obviously grew uh, throughout the year. Whole new offense there. We got the Bengals head coach, um, the Bengals offensive coordinator coming in there as the head coach. We're going to see more passing of the ball. I think we're going to see, you know, Ty J. Spears involved in that game. So I'm about Ty J. Spears for the 111. I'd Like I said, I'd probably pay up for the 109 for him. Really? Okay. I don't hate it. You know, and I think uh, this is why I, I always say mock drafts are so important. Because especially this time of year when you're trying to make these moves and say, oh, do I want to move this pick? Well, who could that pick be? What player would it be? And I understand, you know, maybe sometimes like right, right, right now on keep trade cut, just looking at his value, I think his value is lower in a one quarterback league than his super flex league, surprisingly. Um, he's valued around. And tell me if you would take uh, Tajay Spears. I know it's one quarterback, but would you take him or Jordan Love? Because they're separated by one point. I mean, I understand. Like I, I said, I understand. Mike and one quarterback. Um, you know, it's it's obviously going to really depend on team build. But in a vacuum, okay. I'm probably taking Tajay Spears. Okay. Um, I, I like Jordan Love. I think he's going to be a really good fantasy quarterback. But in one quarterback, I'm really looking for that Konami code quarterback. Okay. And just um, looking, he is closely valued to a late 2024 first, a mid 26 first, and a late 25 first. So we can see what the value range is um, right now. Also valued very close to a guy like Javante Williams. I think right now I would also rather roll the dice yeah. on Tajay Spears. Yeah, I would as well. And I think with the fact that he's got those scary knees, you know, we, we hear he doesn't really have any ACLs left. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm only looking at running backs in a two to three year window anyway. So he's probably okay. But if he hits that, if that becomes a factor, he could fall off the cliff, you know, really, really quick. So if I'm paying, you know, the 111, the 110, the 109 even, you know, I, I probably want something back, you know, just to give me a little bit of insurance in case this doesn't work out, you know, whether that's a late second, a third round pick or something like that. I, I probably just want something just as some insurance for, for taking on someone with, with sketchy knees. Yeah, I get that completely. Let's move on to our next player, Nate, um, and that is Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. So the given cost here is the 2024-105 and a 2025 second. And Nate, we both think, again, that this is fair value, and I think it's important, you know, instead of just saying it's always higher or lower, fair is always a good thing to throw in there as well. Just like when we do buy, sell, hold, we add a void in there as well, um, just like to kind of keep all of our options open. But Nate, let's let's kick it off with you. You think this is fair? So do I. Yeah, but I do have some other players that I might want to get for this Ooh, price. Okay, I'll tell okay. you. Okay, I'm in on JSN still. I'm not not worried about his rookie year production. I thought that was still plenty for me. You know, obviously not matching the high levels we had for him pre-draft, but once we knew his landing spot, I think his numbers kind of came out to be what I expected this year, and with the talent that he has. And the fact that the Tyler Lockett out is finally here, Mike. We've been waiting for it for a year now. Uh, maybe some people have been waiting longer if they were really big DK Metcalf fans. But the potential out is now here with Tyler Lockett. 
if they are to do a post June 1st release or trade, which of course they can do either of those things before June 1st and then just book it as after June 1st, um, they can save themselves nearly $18 million next year in cap. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of reasons to, to release or trade Tyler Lockett. Especially when million reasons why that is 18 million reasons why, especially when you just invested a first round pick in what I'm assuming you probably thought was a, you know, top tier prospect at the wide receiver position. Which I, I, we all think that he still is. I don't think there's yeah. anybody saying that he's not at this point. No, if you watch JSN, obviously the stats, the box score doesn't show up as an elite wide receiver, but if you watched him this year, some of the catches that he made down the sideline, down the field, you know this guy has a ton of talent. He's just waiting to explode. Just needs the people in front of him to move so that he can get in there. And I think I've talked about this before, you know, probably a month or two before, that if Tyler Lockett moves on, I think JSN steps in as the wide receiver one from a target perspective and from a reception perspective. I would still expect DK Metcalf to have more yards and more touchdowns. But I think what they did this year was they really used DK Metcalf down the field a lot more. Now, obviously, we have a new coaching staff in there, so we'll see. But DK Metcalf, he really did well this year. He had really good efficiency numbers, put up good numbers as a down-the-field threat. They weren't using him as close to the line of scrimmage. That was kind of more Tyler Lockett's role. And JSN can obviously step into that role, kind of be that starting slot receiver who they rely on to move the chains. And DK can be that big alpha wide receiver who can make the big plays when they need him to. So I think there's plenty of room for the both of them. I think Gino's still a good quarterback there. They might be looking at quarterback of the future this year. Um, but probably should. Probably should. Yeah, I, I don't mind Michael Penix there if, if he's available in the second round, to be honest. Be interesting. Close to college home. I yeah, guess. it just feels right. Low moving costs. Joe Milton would be great. <laughs> I did Stop. see somebody put a, a clip up on Twitter today, Joe Milton doing Joe Milton things, and it was at the Senior Bowl. He rolls out of the pocket to the left, and then he goes, if you're not watching, <laughs> yeah, he underthrew the He motions for his receiver to come in more, and he just underthrew the ball so bad and so far off course. Uh, Joe Milton doing Joe Milton things. Whereas I called him on last Sunday's live stream, Poverty Anthony Richardson. I will tell you, I do think that this price is fair. There might be some other players I'm looking for at this cost, though, if I was looking to buy. Yeah. With let's say I had this pick package, I would look to buy maybe somebody like Brock Bowers could very well be there. Um, Trey McBride values close to that as well. And if you need a running back, Travis Etienne, you could get probably for even a little bit less than this package right now. Just a couple guys that um, I would be looking for. But I do still think this is fair value. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said. Um, hopefully Lockett moves on and uh, the Eagles could use a third wide receiver. They, they sure could. Um, right. You know, Lockett could go somewhere where maybe he plays like an Adam Thielen kind of role and he's like a wide receiver one slash yeah. one B somewhere. You know, he I think he's probably a good uh, buy low right now as a veteran discount, especially if he gets cut. You know, he'll be a great buy. I think he's, he's got some gas left in the he's, tank. I don't think he's got some gas left by any means. I do think that Thielen's probably toast at this point. Um, another guy that I was kind of confused. Like nobody signed Jarvis Landry last year. Yeah, all year. I, I don't know, man. That was really odd. When the Eagles signed Julio Jones, I was like, why not just go get Jarvis Landry? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen Jarvis play in a little bit, obviously, but he he never relied on speed or athleticism to win. You know, he's yeah. such a good route runner. So yeah. very surprising. Um, I know he didn't have a good year the year before that, though. So yeah. maybe he's cooked. He's no Demonte Coxie, but uh, you know it is what it is. <laughs> oh my next gosh! One. What a callback. Uh, this is not a tight end premium. Just want to throw that out there. This value, but um, T.J. Hawkinson of the Minnesota Vikings and his given cost is of the one hundred and seven and the 
and a 25 third. Forgive me. So kind of close to what we were looking for um, for Jackson Smith and Jigba. A couple picks down. Maybe mm-hmm. he's getting that uh, injury bump down, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Look, once again, you and I, Bob's coming up with some really good values because we think it's fair. It is. Yeah, I think this is really fair. I think in a tight end premium, I'd be looking for, um, you know, like the 104, 105 probably. Um, you know, because at the 104, you get to Brock Bowers territory. Um, right. And I actually have them kind of similar, uh, Lee ranks. You know, I in a startup, I'm probably picking – actually, I don't know, man, coming off the injury. Uh, I love Brock Bowers. We'll see what his landing spot looks like. But TJ Hawkinson with the injury, with, you know, the fact that I've, – I've talked about this a lot over the last couple of weeks, that there's a tight end landscape once again. And now just because of that, there's more depth of the position does not mean that TJ Hawkinson is that much undervalued. Um, or less value because he's a top three tight end when he's on the field. We know that like he is a stud when he's on the field. He doesn't, you don't have many guys that get the volume he does at tight end. So obviously I love TJ Hawkinson, but you know, we're, we're putting the third on here. I think like the value is like around the one Oh six or the one Oh seven and a third. I'm fine with that either way. I think he's really good. And if you need to starting tight end, I don't mind moving this pick because you, otherwise you're, you're starting to get into that next tier on the board where you can kind of reach into whatever position you want probably picking up wide receiver still, but maybe you're starting to look at running backs. So you can solidify your tight end position. Hawkinson's still young. You know, he's not, he's not into his thirties yet. So yeah, I'm cool with this. And, you know, I, I do think this is a good price for a starting tight end. He could be sidelined start the season. Most likely will be, um, took a while. I did see something the other day, you know, it took a while for him to get a surgery. I think they were waiting for his MCL to heal before they went in to do the surgery. Don't quote me on that. Um, yeah, it was like it was like a month or so afterwards that they finally yeah. did the surgery. Yeah, and I know it's normally that. like two weeks that they wait. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought yeah. that this was a little excessive. But um, hey, the doctors know what they're doing. I'm not a doctor. I'm going to just trust in them. Yeah. Uh, just to know, clarify, he's 26 and a half, Mike. Okay, so he's still young. <laughs> he's still young. Now, if I can get slightly younger and healthier, I would do that at this value. You know, guys like. Trey McBride's going to be in the same range. Brock Bowers likely gone at this point. Um, Dalton Kincaid is another guy I'd be looking at as well um, with that package. But I love the value here for Hawkinson. I have no problems with it at all. I think it's extremely fair. And uh, I think it would also be fair if you guys hung out. Brief word from our sponsors. Be right back. Okay, fantastic. Let's talk about a maligned player here, Nate. This value, it's interesting right now. And yeah. that is Pittsburgh Steelers running back Najee Harris. That given cost is the 2024-203. Seems a bit low for a starting running back in the NFL, especially a guy well, who's really consistent over a thousand. Some people are gonna say that he's he's in a committee with Jalen Warren. Some people will yeah. argue. Yeah, no, I don't think that's a bad argument either. I mean, obviously Warren had the vast majority of receiving work at the end of the year. He did. I'm just curious to see. They go from Matt Canada to Arthur Smith. And we've seen mess us up with the running back position before. My only thought is maybe he's a better offensive coordinator than he is. We've seen that before. So, uh, but you said fair, maybe lower. And I said that I feel that this value is lower. And the reason I said lower, um, it's a one quarterback league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Starting running back. I do think he's he should go back to being the primary ball carrier. We did say that last year too. But for me, I think his value would be in the range of the 111 to 201, honestly. 
Yeah, I, I think the, the, the 201, the 203 is kind of my – like an early second. I'm not willing to pay a first for Najee. You know, he's going to be 26 to start the season next year. I don't know what it's really going to look like for him after next year because after next year, I don't know if they picked up his option. I should I should have looked that up. Um, I do want to say I think it's funny. I believe they have this season to do it, so they haven't done it yet either way. You did just say TJ Hawkinson's only 26, and then you turn right around and say Najee Harris. He's going to be 26. It's just it's yeah. different how it works for each position. Yep, for sure. And, you know, Najee being next season 26, I, I still love Najee. He's going to get the volume. I think his efficiency is not as bad as people make it out to be because that entire Steelers offense has been inefficient for the last three years. I do think Arthur Brown's actually an upgrade for the Steelers offensively. I know we love to hate him in the fantasy community, but he pulled together a decent Falcons team this year out of, you know, I, I know he, we think that he underperformed with the weapons he had, but he still was right there on the playoff door. He had a really good couple seasons for the Tennessee Titans. You know, obviously Derrick Henry was there and he's a monster himself, but he knew to feed him the ball. And we saw what he did with Derrick Henry. We might see similar but not as explosive things with Najee Harris. But I'm just worried about that receiving work, which I think Jalen Warren is going to continue to get. So that's why I'm kind of sticking here at the 203, uh, maybe up to the 201 if I really need a starting running back and I'm a competitive team. But at that point, I can start re-rolling the dice for another running back. Um, You know, I don't expect a guy like Jonathan Brooks to be there. I've talked about it a good bit. But maybe a guy like like Marshawn Lloyd could be there. Okay, Braylon Allen might be there. In a one quarterback league, Bucky Irving's probably gone, I would assume. Jonathan yeah, Brooks maybe. should be long gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of going from Matt Canada to Arthur Smith? You ever see the picture of the guy on Christmas? He opens the present and it's the same shirt that he's currently wearing. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. But he yeah. was very happy about it. So Mike Tomlin, glad you got the gift that nobody wanted you to get. So um let's hey, move like on. It. Yeah, maybe. Let's move on to the next one. Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Arthur Juan Brown Jr., also known as A.J. Brown. The given cost, look, I like the guy, but the 2024-101, that's a that's a bit high for me, and I love A.J. Brown, not just because I'm an Eagles fan. I liked A.J. Brown coming out of Ole Miss. I liked him when he was a Tennessee Titan. Love him now. But I think I'm not comfortable paying this for A.J. Brown. And another guy who, you know, when people are rebuilding or they, they want to, when they're competing, I should say, and they want to go for the aging veteran, the Devontae Adams of the world, because like he's going to put me over the top. And I understand, you know, you're selling it all to win it. I try to lean people towards guys like this. Like, hey, if you're going to spend the money, at least get maximum value out of it. Yeah. If you don't win it, He's still young enough, or you could flip around and get a good ROI return on investment is probably what that stands for. But for yeah. me, I would sell for the 101. Honestly, if I have AJ Brown and you come at me and you're like, I will give you the 101 for him, I'm going to be like, yeah, of course, let's do that. But I think um, the 10, for me, the 103 to 105, I think is my range for AJ Brown, mm. not the 101. Now you're kind of low on AJ Brown, then, I think. Because uh, I think, I, I'm, you know, this comes down in one way to Marvin Harrison Jr. versus A.J. Brown. Yeah. You know, if we really want to sim- simplify it, that's what we can do. And look, A.J. Brown, you know, bringing up age again, he's going to be 27 going into next he's, season, which is, not, dead, which is not <laughs> which is not, old for uh, wide receivers. He's actually going into his prime, you could say. 
Right. Um, you know, the next three years, I expect him to be a top 12 wide receiver, uh, top 15-ish, you know, if he's missing some games or not doing so well, the Eagles offense is looking too great. But I do expect him to be – keep lowering the bar. A top 20 wide receiver the next three years. Stop telling uh, more. confident in there. Um, but come on, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. And in Dynasty, unless you somehow lucked into the one-on-one as a very competitive team, it's the one-on-one here in like every single instance. Um, I feel that confident about Marvin Harrison Jr. And what I would want to do if I, you know, if this is the cost for AJ Brown, I would rather make the cost like a 102. And if I need to add like a third on top of that, that's fine with me. I don't mind adding a third or a second on top of Malik Neighbors or Romo and Dunze to go get AJ Brown. I know a lot of people want to put Neighbors in the same category as Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm not quite there. So, you know, from that second tier of wide receivers, I, I'm willing to move those guys for A.J. Brown and get someone who I know is a stud. But when it comes to Marvin Harrison Jr., like I said, if you're a competitive team, I get the lateral move. I think it could be a very productive move for you. But if you're like in any other situation, just give me Marvin Harrison Jr. Keep it simple. You're over here acting like the guy's Drake London or something. <laughs> wide receiver zero, man. That's right. He's so good. He doesn't get a digit. All right, Nate, let's move on to our last player and then we'll do our scrub pick him of the week. This is the one. This one gave me fits. Look this it. is the one where Bob, I don't think Bob came up with this price. I think no. he got somewhere and just wanted to give us a little shock. He had to have because I don't think he would pay this. I don't think he would have paid this last year either. And that is Los Angeles Chargers slash soon to be free agent running back Austin Eckler or as per Jeremy Barker, formerly of the Backer Fantasy Show, Austin Eakler, Dan knows. Mm-hmm. And his given cost is a 2024-110. How are you going to pay a first round for Austin Eckler? Hold Tell on. you what, if there's anyone out there. Mm. I don't know who's paying the first for Austin Eckler, but anyone who's doing that, you better go sell him Austin Eckler any, any chance you get. Because, look, Mike – I'm not paying anything more than a late second, early third for Austin Eckler right now. And I do actually think that he's going to come back on a different team and have a decent receiving role. But at this point of the offseason, no, no. I'm not paying a first round for Austin Eckler. I'm not paying an early second, not paying a a mid-second unless I'm getting another throw-in player that I like with potential on top of it. Sorry, Austin Eckler, man, he hit a cliff this year. Hit a cliff. And you could see it. It was bad. No, it, it was. I mean, for me, this this value is way high. I'm only paying like an early to mid third. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Then, you know, even then, you I don't mean, feel look, great about it. <laughs> I think at this point, I could get a guy. We talked about Tajay Spears before. Maybe even a Michael Pittman or Brandon Ayuk might have to add a little bit more. But I'd be, I would happily add a little bit more to get those players. Then than Austin Eckler, man. I mean, maybe I would consider if I could get maybe Alvin Kamara for the 110. More relevant at least. I understand. It's hard. You're just catching a falling knife with these running backs. I mean, Austin Eckler's going to be 29 going into next season. I think Kamara's probably about the same. Um, Austin Eckler, 110. We talked about Tajay Spears for the 111 earlier. Austin Eckler only caught 51 balls this year. I know he missed some games, but that's essentially the same thing that Tajay Spears did this year as a rookie. Let me throw. Um, you, know, you got guys falling two different directions. Let me throw these two out at you then. Saquon, Josh Jacobs, both going to be free agents. Both younger than Eckler and Kamara, though. To be fair, that is true. 
That is true. Would you pay the 110 for either of those guys? Yes. Okay. Yes. Would you? Because how would you? Competitive running backs who I think will still be productive for me for the next two to three years. Now, I don't know if in three years they're going to be RB1s. Wow. I, I doubt that just because of the longevity of the position, as good as both those guys are. But I would think that this year they'll still probably be top 12, top 15 running backs because of their ability. And if they get volume, you know, the. I know they're older, but if they get volume there's and they stay healthy, there's RB1 potential overall for both those guys still. All right. There it is. There's our uh, player price check for one quarterback leagues. Let's go to our scrub pick of the week. I believe we already discussed um, the AFC championship game. Gus Edwards going under. We already discussed that. So it was unfortunate. Was, don't bring, we don't need to bring it up again. We will. All right. That is the last time I'm going to speak of it. Um, but who we got, who do we have for the Super Bowl? And Nate, this is our last scrub pick of the yeah. year until they bring out the pick for the XFL or UFL. If they do, we're, we'll, we'll do them. We're going to have a separate podcast actually just about the UFL. I would, for the record. I would gladly. <laughs> if we do have more that. time. We would. Yeah, we don't. Sorry, everybody. We're too busy making content for you guys. Um, <laughs> To make content for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is it. I'm a, I'm ahead by one game. I'm at 11 and 9. Nate, you're at 10 and 10. Still respectable, though, if you think about it. Thank you. Yeah, I guess it's, you know, I'm basically, um, oh, shoot. Why can't I think of his name? Longtime Rams head coach when they were still in St. Louis. Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> I'm the Jeff Fisher of the underdog pickups. No, you're you want a 500 serious. season? I can get you it. You're not seven and nine. That was what he was known for. <laughs> seven and nine. <laughs> well, you'll see after this. Um, all right. So this this week, we got the Super Bowl. Not a lot of scrubs in the Super Bowl, and I don't think they have one. Kadarius Tony. So I didn't I include just him. Say, there's one I know about. <laughs> there's one scrub certainly in the Super Bowl. But let's talk about Taylor Swift's boyfriend. He, he's making an appearance at the Super Bowl this year. It's Travis Kelsey, and. His contest currently is higher or lower, seven receptions, Mike. Seven receptions for Travis Kelsey. What do you think? This is tough because um, yeah, a part of me wants to say under. But lower. who is he going to throw to? Is Rasheed Rice going to have a day? Good. Okay. Or maybe it's low score. Well, this is the first time Travis Kelsey has not gone over 1,000 yards since 2015 in a season. Yeah. That's that's. Pretty dang tough one for him. You know, it's still finished as like the it was a tough two, I think, on the season. <laughs> he had 93 catches for 985 yards. Yeah, what yeah. a crappy season you had. Only five touchdowns. That's probably pretty low for him as well. He had 12 the year before and then nine the year before that. So yeah. Yeah, disappointing season, really. His lowest total since 2019, but then he had 97 catches for 1,229 yards. Um, I'm gonna take higher. I, I right. just I think he is the guy that the offense is going to run through. Patrick Mahomes will have a good game. Uh, I know that the the 49ers have a great linebacking core. Um, their backups are better than all of the Eagles starting linebackers. I could say that with confidence. But um, I'm, I'm going to take higher because, you know what, he is that guy. And I swear to God, if he proposes when the game's over, I will vomit on my desk. Yeah, that won't happen. I don't think you have to worry about that. Um, I appreciate it, Mike. I appreciate it because now you're giving me the chance to finish the year tied with you. I'm going to take the lower here on Travis Kelsey. Look at the game log. Okay, look, he had 11 receptions last game against the Ravens. Which is but before more that than seven. That that is that is higher. But before that, in the 
11 games before that. He only had one game with more than six receptions, and it was seven. So I feel really good about this. All right. Well, hey, then if that's the case and we're tied, we will have to think of some sort of tiebreaker. 40-yard dash. Well, then then you win. <laughs> You're also like 11 years younger than me. I do want to say that. <laughs> Hey, you know, you, you want to pick the contest that, that worked for your advantage. We'll we'll figure something out underdog related and go from there. So yeah, we'll uh, do some NBA pickums, right, Mike? That sounds LeBron higher, LeBron higher, um, Wemby higher. Uh, yeah, know. Giannis higher. Yeah, Joel Embiid months missed. Yeah, that's not lower. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna do it for us, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out. Um, so until next time, for Nate, I'm Mike. We'll see you later. If you want to level up above your competition, we invite you to become a member of our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our Discord chat, where advice is at your fingertips 24-7. When you level up to our 5 or $10 tiers, you get bonus podcasts, rankings, and specific tier-based chats. We are offering a free 7-day trial for a limited time, so head to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind and tier up now. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals, everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.